0: It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands. With Dan the coach and Jackie the skater, the fun will Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Got a little surprise for you this week. Well, actually, it's probably not a surprise anymore if you've already seen the title to this episode, but I'm going to make it like it's a surprise. It's Freight Train! Woo! freight train is in the house. Not literally. She is not in my house. She is in this podcast this week, which is super cool. Um, I'm really excited about this. We've been uh, chatting for a little while trying to make this happen, and it did. It was so good to finally get to chat. We uh, this is the second time I used the the software where you record a conversation over the interwebs instead of in person. And it went really well. I like it because you get to see each other. And I think that's kind of fun for having that connection. And we got to talk about so many fun things. If, if you don't already know who Freight Train is, I will tell you Freight Train is a very skilled primary jammer for the Texas Roller Girls Texacutioners, their all-star travel team. And she was also voted MVP of the 2018 playoff tournament in Atlanta, which is really cool. And she's just an all-around swell person. <laughs> if you follow her on social media, you probably already know. Uh, she's really fun on Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to have the links to those things in the show notes here. And she just likes to release really post some videos about life and about Derby and has a lot of really great insights to share and so that's really why I wanted to have her on the podcast because I think she communicates those things really well it's very smart person and I really like hearing what she's learned over the years and we got to learn fun things about freight train including whether or not she likes pineapples on her pizza very important question But more important than that, I was really surprised by her answer, asking what her present self, what kind of advice she would give to her rookie self, if she could. Um, And we just talked about a lot of great things. Some other things you can find in this conversation are conversations about uh, penalties, about the intensity change issue versus the educated calculated risk issue for penalties. And there is a very distinct difference. And I'm glad we got to talk about it. And also different jammer roles on the team. And also the cool things coming up at RollerCon. But enough about that. You want to hear it from the person herself. So let's get to that conversation after a quick sponsor break that supports the podcast. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle roller derby podcast. It's very great to have you on here, freight train. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
1: happy to be here. (laughs) All right,
0: I'm gonna warm you up with a couple of random icebreaker questions. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Okay, do you have a favorite mythological
1: creature? (laughs) No, because I don't really even know what I mean, I've heard of a mythological creature. I don't really know what those are, so Do you like dragons, unicorns, anything? (laughs) Mm, I never really thought about it. I mean, I guess I'll get on the the unicorn train. Okay. (laughs) I hate to like stump you with an
0: icebreaker already. All right, how about about this one? Do pineapples belong on pizza?
1: No, because I don't eat pineapples.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right then. Now I feel like we know so much more about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So um, you do all these great videos. Anyone who doesn't already follow Freight Train on social media, you probably should because she's a delight. It's not just about derby. It's also about life stuff. It's really fun. I really love how you kind of let your personality shine for everybody to see. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I guess my first question is, if you could give a piece of advice to your rookie skater self from your present skater self, what would that be? What do you think you've well, learned all
1: this time? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this here. Um, basically, when I first started roller derby, um, I you know I thought my the skates that I had were super awesome. They were like some Carreras or whatever, and they broke down fairly quickly, right? So I tried to put together, like, I don't know, a a random skate boot and some other old plate that I had and smashed them together and called them a skate. And all the money that I spent doing that, I could have just had one um, brand new awesome skate. And I don't know, I just feel like I paid for my skate twice um, (laughs) because I didn't want to go ahead and buy new skates. So if I was to give my... um, my younger self some advice I would tell myself to so just go ahead and buy you some good quality skates because the skates you got on right now were no good <laughs> so don't try to build a skate <laughs> oh yeah, yeah frankenstein skate yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's no <laughs>
0: uh, all right um uh, another question I wanted to ask you about is you actually just recently put up a video where you were talking about how speeding up your cadence was a great way to do something simple without having to learn anything new to up your game. Can you talk about that a little bit? Cause I think that's a really great idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know where I got the term. Well, I just, I just called it speeding up your cadence. Um, because I just noticed, uh, I don't know. There's some game I was playing, and basically, I don't know. I was just getting caught a lot, I guess. And I was like, you know, if I go ahead and put forth the 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 effort right now, basically move my feet faster and just go faster, um, I'll probably get through the wall um, uh, more. So I decided to just simply start speeding up everything that I did. And I found that to be very helpful when going against walls that are a little bit more challenging than what I face at practice. Sometimes you get into a habit of moving at a certain speed until you are challenged by someone else. Um, that the Basically the speed that you've always been going is not effective against whoever you're playing. So you're going to have to speed it up a little bit to bring your gameplay up to their level of play. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds like
0: it's really easy to stay in your comfort zone when, when mm-hmm. things in your comfort zone are working. But then if somebody challenges you and makes it a lot harder, you're like, well, I'm going to have to stretch. I'm going to have to go a little bit more than what I've currently mm-hmm. been doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one of the
0: other things you said in the video that I really liked was, you know, what's the fun in like staying the same all the time? You know, you don't want to be the same person your whole life. This is how you grow and get better is if people are challenging you and making you go that extra step, that extra mile, and you get to find things in yourself that you maybe wouldn't have got to otherwise.
1: (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it applies to roller derby. It applies to life in general. I mean, um, you know, growing and and I don't know, basically challenging self. Challenging yourself uh, makes life a little bit uh, interesting. So I always appreciate a new challenge that comes in my life, and uh, that was roller derby, and that is roller derby still. So, yeah. Well, speaking of challenges,
0: I guess um, sometimes in a game things happen. You end up going to the penalty box for something. Mm-hmm. You are somebody who I consider to be actually a really clean skater. You're actually really good at not getting into trouble like that. So I think you must be saying something good to yourself in your head when you're in the box before you go back on the track. What, what does that conversation look like when you're just like, you know, chilling for a little bit before you go back out?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, what conversations am I having to, to myself in my head? <laughs> hmm let's see I mean most of the time I if i am going to the box multiple times I'll try to fix whatever um, I try to think about how I can fix whatever penalty I was getting and if that's not the case and I just got a random penalty out of nowhere I just think about um, uh, getting getting those points back again uh, which you know the other general will be on the track while I'm sitting in the box, right? That means they're racking up points. So however many points they get, I'll try to make sure I go back on the track with a whole bunch of tenacity to go back and get those points. Whether I get it in jet, that jam or um, a, a future jam, uh, I just, I owe the team those points back. So that's what I try to think about. And that is my motivation in the box. So otherwise I'd just be sitting there uh, taking a break. It's a 30 second break, so, you know. <laughs>
0: So you're going to even out that balance. You're you're not going to have any debt. You're going to go earn some more. <laughs> do my best to do that. Yes. <laughs> You've actually come up with some like really great ways to not get into that kind of trouble. Like one of my favorite things you do is actually uh, the bit where you kind of throw your hands behind your back. You're like, I am clearly not touching anybody. Like you do a little spin move and you're like, Hey, there's nothing here. Nothing. You can't call me for nothing.
1: <laughs> I mean that, Obviously, we all know that forearm is a, um, a major nemesis of mine. And uh, it's followed me for years and years and years now. And, you know, it's still affecting me to this day. But um, there was this one game that I played, I think it was back in 2016 versus Denver. Uh, it was kind of like, well, no, it was 2015. That's my first time in check and uh, I was, I don't know, I was, uh, you know, I was able to jam. And I was doing okay in that game. But every time I came out, I would get a forearm every time. That was the only thing that was um, ruining all my my luck there, I guess. And I just decided to go back home and kind of work on that. And what I did was uh, basically just start training myself to put my hands behind my back when I do little spins off of people or um, – I don't know anything that could be a wrist of a forearm I just I trained myself to put my hand behind my back I trained myself to freeze my arms in all different kinds of positions to avoid that from happening basically so
0: yeah you've succeeded like you end up coming off even more graceful and I feel like you should be getting style points because you look cool when you do it
1: I don't know. I do it like to get myself out of trouble. That's the main reason why I do it. So mm-hmm. well, it's
0: it's effective. Um well since we're on the topic of penalties, I really liked uh one time you came back after a game and talked about the differences between uh the types of penalties you can get for like an intensity change issue versus an educated calculated risk penalty. Uh what does that mm-hmm. sound like for this audience who maybe didn't
1: hear that video yet? Okay, so um, a intensity change is basically where you're trying to figure out how how hard can you play um, in, in a bout, right? So say if I was playing rec league skaters, I wouldn't come out there and hit their walls super hard. Reason being is because most of the time, like, you know, they don't have their footing yet, so they'll just, like, fall over if you, like, well, basically, they'll just fall over um, due to random stuff, but basically, I would not approach a rec league game the same way I would approach a higher level team because of the skill difference, right? Um, I feel like, say, if I go play rec league, I'll get more penalties for the type of movements that I do because it would just look very bad. You know what I'm saying? So I have to um, kind of figure out who I'm playing against engage whether I need to be super careful with them or can I go out there swinging from the get-go. Um, so that's the intensity change. And then the other thing that we talked about was an educated calculated risk. So, those are <laughs> those are penalties that you get for um not necessarily trying something new, but you're trying something risky to in order to obtain the points um so this could be something from like your apex jumps mm-hmm. or you make a big lateral motion on the track and you try to run up the inside, and maybe one little toe stop steps outside the line. I don't think, so you already know not to cut the track, but for that, for that move that you just did, that was an educated, calculated risk because you thought that you were gonna make it, but for some reason, your toe stop went out of bounds and you had no idea that was gonna happen. It just, it just happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, if it doesn't, go back and watch the video.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like some risks are worth taking and you know exactly what you're doing when you're doing them. And then the other part is like, you know, figuring out, can I go harder? Can I go harder? How hard is this team? And then if you start getting penalty, you're like, okay, back off a little. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you basically summed it up, right? Um, There was like some games. Sometimes I would come out full swing, but I'll get a whole bunch of bat blocks and things like that. And then I just kind of have to dial it down and play like a different way until, um, I don't know, un- until I was able to go hard again. But most of the time, um, I would like change my intensity and keep it at a good level that I feel like isn't going to get me in trouble. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that really challenging? Like, okay, so you're getting back blocks and you're like, okay, I'm going to target like different areas of the wall so that i can totally avoid that that's not going to happen but is is it hard to like get the engine going again to to attack as hard as you were to the legal spots like you're like i know i can make this work but you sometimes like feel like you're still backed off a little bit from the other thing as you're trying to get going
1: um i let's see for me i feel sometimes i feel like i can play much harder than what I do but because penalties are um getting penalties is a risk or something I just kind of don't because I don't want to like I don't want to get penalties for no reason (laughs) so I just kind of back off but it it's hard to gauge it sometimes because I feel like um sometimes there are instances where I can get out of the pack but it's just gonna it's going to look bad. Um, again, like with the forearm thing, if you're in a running stride, a running motion, your arms are naturally going to swing. If you hit someone really hard and they bounce off of you, your arm is going to go out because that resistance isn't there anymore. So even though, even though you might try to hit someone legally, depending on the way that their body reacts to that hit, um, it could just look – it could just cause a penalty, if you know what I'm saying. But I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to gauge sometimes, but I I figured it out, so it's okay. Good. It. play the rules of the game um, while they're present. Who knows? Maybe forearm will go away. I'm actually okay with forearm. I'm okay with forearm from the jammers. I'm okay with forearms from the blockers for the most part. So, um, yeah, so, hey. Who knows? It might go away. I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, it sounds like you conquered it in the meantime, at least. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. you have to play by the of the game. So that's what I try to do. Yeah. All
0: right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get away from penalties. Let's talk about something even more fun, like like scoring mm-hmm. points and stuff. <laughs> um, so I I love this post you put up a while back about different types of jammer rolls for different situations mm-hmm. in games. So can you talk about some of these and maybe how your team figures out who's going to be best for these different types of situations too? Does it change from game to game for these different types of roles where this jammer's going to go out for this and this is what they're really good at?
1: Um, I definitely think it changes from game to game because you never know who's doing, um, you never know until game time, who's doing good versus uh, whatever team you're going against. So. Um, so the type of jammer roles that I have is the, um, the negation jammer. Uh, I play – well, I usually play that one, um, especially, like, maybe not last year, but the year before that I played the um, negation jammer. So that's the one that, uh, you know, you try to go up against the uh, best player on the team and try to make sure they don't score any points. Or if they do score points, you have to score the same amount of points. Basically, the, the jams would be, like, 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, you know, in all honestly, I play all the <laughs> when I come to think about it, I just feel like at the time that I wrote that post, I think I was the negation jammer primarily at that point. um was that a but- little frustrating stats wise at the time at all,
0: or you're just like, no, nah, I gotta do this for the team
1: <laughs> no i mean i I do whatever I, whatever the team needs me to do um I'm I'm not really frustrated about it. It's just something that I noticed throughout time, just something um, I've gathered, so which inspired the post. But, I mean, there was also a game where um, I was off the negation roll and I got to become a point-scorer jammer. Uh, basically in the game, I don't know, like, like I was doing okay in my jams, but – then I guess the coach felt like another jammer would um, be better matched with, a, with a, another jammer from the opposing team. And when we switched, things started going our way a little bit more. And uh, that was cool. So they made the right call on that one. And, um, of course, you know, you got the power jam jammer. That's the person that can um, read offense really, very well. They have really good lap speed. They're just really good at power jams. I don't know how to get through all the time. It's really good at it <laughs> so that's that jammer, and then the other type of jammer that you have is the she's in she's in your in jammer but so basically um with that one, you only get to play whenever so and so gets to play um <laughs> to i don't know just to that that's that one's pretty hard because um you can only get to play when there's other person plays. so. You're kind of their shadow, and you're not always sure when it's
0: your turn if the other team isn't using, like, a really consistent ordered rotation.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, three, four, five jams can go by before that person gets up again. And you've and always got to uh, be ready because you don't know when they're coming. <laughs> yep, you never know, so. That's that one, and I don't know, am I missing one? I think I covered the majority of them yeah I think those are the ones that I talked about but I don't know I'm better at writing than speaking but um, <laughs> I think you're good at both <laughs> I feel like I explain things better through writing but I don't know hey whatever you think I'm all good with it <laughs> <laughs> cool all right so
0: we just talked a little bit about the Power Jam Jammer and all the endurance they need. And mm-hmm. you actually do really good endurance classes. Uh, a teammate of mine took yours at RollerCon last year. She's telling me about uh, the drill where you're basically fighting the wall. And I think every time the whistle blows, you got to like take a knee or fall. And then you got to get back up and attack again. And it mm-hmm. sounds like that's super exhausting. But I think it also is training your brain for endurance because you're going through some stuff. And I think you're having to talk yourself into continuing so um like how do you work on the mental endurance side and how do you help other people work on it because it sounds like this drill is one of the ways you can kind of help people work on that
1: yeah um I've always liked endurance uh, mainly because it was something well mainly because it's hard and then number two um, is something I really had to work on when I first started roller derby which is why I like to. Each endurance, specifically gameplay endurance, not just um, skating a whole bunch of laps or anything. Gameplay endurance, because that's different than skating laps. You have to use your muscles in a different way. You have to uh, hit people and try to endure through all that. But um, as far as mental came with that, I think it's really good to practice things when they get hard. That way, you know what um, you what you need to do to counter that when it does happen to you in a real life scenario. So it's good to practice those things. Um, I feel like uh, when you're in practice, um, you should try to do things that uh, that's hard for you. So like say if you are um, practicing that practice and you feel like you need to do a star pass, don't do the star pass, go ahead and suffer through it for a while. So you can figure out um, what you need to do to get, past that versus just relying on passing the start and things like that so i'm not saying don't pass the start because if you need to pass the star in the game go ahead and do it but at practice i would practice fighting through um the pain of not getting through and not giving up so quickly but uh that's just me and my perspective so yeah.
0: well i really like that because you know sometimes life is going to be hard and sometimes your pivots in the box and you can't pass it anyway. So yeah, you might as well practice that because you might be in exactly that situation where you don't even have a choice. You might as well make it your choice while you're at practice once in a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, And then um, another thing for me is you never know what the team needs. Um, I like to always be prepared for any given scenario. You never know they might need you to do every other jam, they might need you to do a few back-to-back jams. I just wanna be ready for um, whatever the team needs, which is why I like to um, practice endurance a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, that's probably how you ended up becoming like all the different types
0: of jammer roles. You're so versatile now, you can do any of these situations and a lot of that has to do with your endurance because if you were tired, you couldn't go out there for the situation they need. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, unless you're the, sh- uh, she's in, you're in jamming. <laughs> <The one> that- <laughs> but um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like everybody's capable of going every other jam. It's just, uh, you have to, like, tell yourself that you can. Like, if, like for me, as long, as long as I can put one foot in front of the other, I can keep going. And that's just the way it is in my mind.
0: You have to train yourself that you can. You got to show yourself you can do it in practice, and you can do it in games.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Um. So early in your jamming career, you definitely relied really heavily on your power because you're very strong. I could tell by the way you hit people. Uh, but now every season, you've got even more agility. It's crazy all the things you're doing. Okay, you got the hands behind the back. You're doing little spins and twirls and fun toe stop things. So mm-hmm. like. How have you trained to expand your toolbox so much? Because I I feel like, I, especially your Texas career, I've been watching for a while, it seems like you've just picked up so much every season. <laughs> how are you doing um, that?
1: I'm <laughs> not doing that. Uh, uh, I don't know if there's any, like, well, outside of fact, I don't know if there's any specific type of agility work that I do aside from, like, maybe step classes and, you know, um, plot metrics and things like that but a lot of the things that I've learned I've learned through doing it at practice like just giving it a try at practice like, like all the spinning rotations and um, just moving my feet faster they I mean the blockers that I encounter at practice are very challenging And because they are challenging, they force me to have to do something different to get past them. So, um, uh, a lot of I I would like to give a lot of the thanks to the blockers and things on my team and teammates because they they force me to get better. I mean, I'm they're not just gonna let me go up the inside outside line by just I don't know casually strolling through. I'm gonna have to sprint through. So. Yeah, and if the sprint doesn't work, I might have to do a rotation within space to try to, like, (laughs) get around them. But um, I feel like um, my teammates have definitely made me better and uh, just challenged me and just forced me to expand um, some some of my uh, jammer tools. And, uh, yeah, but I don't know. There's nothing specific. I just... I just start doing stuff, and once it works, you build, like, a new habit, so instead of doing the old things that you do, you keep intentionally working on new things, and it becomes a new habit, and it becomes a part of your gaming style.
0: Do you have a favorite move mm-hmm. that you like to do?
1: Mm, I like a uh, mm, favorite move. Anything with spins, I like um like you know the what's it called oh I can't even think what it's called yeah whatever y'all know where I like you know you jump you hop on your toes and you do a little spin I like doing that I also like doing something called crossing the floor I call it crossing the floor don't know if I know what that is <laughs> so <laughs> I call it crossing the floor. So basically you're just you're going from lane to lane hard super hard cuts uh, you're jumping around people. But basically, you're making like two to three lane changes um, back to back to back to back and just getting people moving, getting people swinging. Those are really fun to do. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So,
0: are you going to be coaching at RollerCon this year?
1: Um, I am, just in a different way. So I do have one on skates class. It's called Jam Skate Session with Freight Train. So it's not roller derby specific, but it is more jam skating and dancing. So I'll be doing that. Um, oh, That's another so class that I'm teaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so some other classes I'm doing is all Skates. And I'll be teaching those with my dad. So my dad is the headliner. His name up, Great. So I'll be with him teaching line dances, beginner line dances, and some advanced ones. And then we're gonna do a class called Just Dance Live. So that should be really fun. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing at kind this of year. You're gonna have the best time. That sounds so fun. <laughs> I love that your dad's coming. That's so
0: great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know if you're on the East versus
1: West roster yet? Have they posted that? Yeah, they posted it. So I'm on the West roster. So it should be a fun game again. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. <laughs> That's a fun
0: game. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, do you have any favorite ways for people to connect with you on social media you'd like to share?
1: yeah so you can find me on facebook just i don't know search freight train and uh, it should pop up i have a athlete page so that's the one that you can add or if you really just want to add my personal page that's fine too um so my personal page and my freight train athlete page will pop up when you uh, search freight train and then there's also instagram um the name on there is Ossinity, so it's what? It's <laughs> uh, so my name felt backwards. It's like A H S I N I T Y. So that's on Instagram. You can follow me both places if you want. So, Oh, that's yeah. creative. I didn't put it together
0: that that's how, where the name came from. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been super fun and I'm really excited for everybody to hear all these great things you have to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for your invite. I appreciate you inviting me to this and uh, this was fun. Thank you. Yay!
0: What are you doing this summer? Well, I'm going to go to a roller derby clinic at the end of June to get some learning from Miss Team Maven. Kingsford Crush Roller Derby is hosting a Misty Maven boot camp on June 29th and 30th at Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Misty Maven is a star jammer for Gotham Girls Roller Derby All Stars. Uh, I guess they're okay. And coaches boot camps and clinics nationally and internationally. She has also skated for New York All Stars at those state versus state tournaments and at RollerCon in the big East versus West game where the skaters are voted on by the roller derby community. She'd be on Team East. I guess she's pretty cool. I have taken a couple classes with her at RollerCon and I can guarantee you're actually gonna have a lot of fun and learn a bunch. But don't take my word for it. You can also check out testimonials of other people at MissTeamMaven.com. This training camp is $80 for skaters, which includes a scrimmage shirt, and $40 for off-skates attendance. This camp will go over jamming and blocking skills, strategy and concepts, and end with a fun scrimmage! On Skates is limited to 60 skaters, and spots will go fast, so reserve your ticket now. I've included all the links in the show notes so you can just click and go. And how's this for a bonus? Kingsford Crush is also hosting a free ref and NSO clinic at the same time. They plan to discuss the newest rule changes and updates, casebook scenarios, and other relevant topics. What are you waiting for? I've got all the sign-up links for everything in the show notes. So that's June 29th and 30th at the Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan, hosted by Kingsford Crush Roller Derby. And you could learn something from Miss T. Maven. See you there. And we're back. Okay, she is wonderful. It was so much fun to talk to Freight Train. Thank you so much again, Freight Train, for being on the podcast. Some of my favorite takeaways from this were all the different jammer roles and how you can use those in a game to your advantage. And I think it's amazing that she started off like mostly skilled at one type of jammer role, but now she has expanded her toolbox to actually be good at any of those situations. I think that's actually really hard to do because it requires a lot of awareness as a jammer, a lot of skill, and I think that's so neat that she can do any of those now. And also just the things she's learned over the years about penalties. I think all of us have suffered from penalty trouble at one point or another. And what I love is I never hear blame in her voice for the referees. There's no excuses. It's just, okay, there's something I needed to learn here. And I went home and I figured it out. And I think that's just a great takeaway for all of us on how to strengthen our gameplay so you can still play really hard but you're not taking away from your team by sitting in the box. I love how she talked about how she owed her team points. She had to go back out there and get those and I, I think that's pretty cool. It just demonstrates a really strong mindset that she didn't let this get in her head. She just thought about what she needed to do next to make up for it and Oh my gosh doesn't all that stuff at RollerCon sound like so much fun i i'm a little bit more financially strapped this year i'm not going to be able to make the trip i want to if anyone wants to help me get there you just contact me but in the meantime man those classes sound fun i think she's gonna have the best time with those fun classes and the east versus west game what a great time and i'm also going to include a, a link to the full post that freight train did on the different type of jammer rolls because it was a really good read. She's an excellent writer as well as a communicator with vocals. Apparently I'm not a good communicator with vocals. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Um, thanks again to Freight Train for your time. And I really appreciated the conversation. And another thank you this week is going to go to Goralai Kilmore for your review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. That really made my day. It seems like Apple Podcasts is still the best place to leave reviews. So please subscribe, rate, and review on any place that you can. I'm not going to turn you down. But Apple Podcasts does seem to help quite a bit as far as helping people find the podcast. It only takes a second to leave a rating. All you got to do is open up the app. And go to the show and scroll down and you can see those stars right now they're empty but if you touch the fifth star they will all fill up magically and the rating is left that's it all you have to do is touch it you punch the stars punch 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 and then if you have another second just leave a review it doesn't have to be a novel just tell me about you how you find the podcast maybe what type of episodes you like which one you like best what you're looking for going forward, like. This is really the best way that I get feedback about how the podcast is doing, because this isn't like regular social media where people can just comment right away or offer you a like. I I actually only get the response in this way. So thank you so much to everyone who's already done it. And I hope a few more of you will will take the leap to do little things on your phone that will super help me out. (laughs) You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. That's P O W E R T H R U the number four T H W H I S T L E hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. Another way you can support the podcast is by visiting our store at threadless. That's power fourth We have tons of adorable and powerful roller derby designs that you can get on tees, tanks, sweatshirts, anything And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com or send us a DM on any of the social stuff. Links and handles can be found in the show notes. And with that, we've been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew! Enjoy those laser beams of positivity that I'm shooting straight at you, making your day better.